With Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot, you can give your lawn or garden beds a pop of color and protection. Right now, get a special buy on Scott's Earth Grow Mulch, five bags for just $10. Help your soil retain moisture longer with color that lasts up to 12 months. Shop Memorial Day savings for a special buy on Scott's Earth Grow Mulch. Five bags for just $10 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. When I found out I was going to be a parent, I immediately felt a lot of anxiety and worry. So I went on to BetterHelp to try to look for a therapist to help me with that. My relationship with my family and with my boyfriend and with myself were suffering. I really needed help. I was ruminating a lot. Really getting those thoughts out to a therapist and getting feedback was just life-changing. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's betterhelp.com. Grammar Girl here. This week, I have a quick and dirty tip about the word care, a meaty middle about misusing the words so and very, and a tidbit about why we say someone is on an even keel. And now, on to the word pair. A reader named Maggie asked whether one pair of jeans is singular or plural. In other words, should she say that one pair of jeans is on the chair or one pair of jeans are on the chair? People often find pair confusing. Is it singular or plural? A pair is two of something, but a pair can be either singular or plural. It's one of those odd English nouns, like couple, that can be singular or plural depending on how you're thinking of the people or items in question. For example, if you have two similar dogs entered into a dog show by the same owner, you might say something like, the pair of schnauzers were entered by Hans Finkelstein, treating pair as plural, the pair were entered, because they are two distinct dogs. On the other hand, Maggie's pair of jeans seems more like one thing, so you'd be more likely to say her pair of jeans is on the chair. There's no definitive right or wrong choice. You simply choose the verb that best reflects the singleness or plurality of your subject. Does the pair seem more like one thing, a unit, or two separate things? And that's your quick and dirty tip. If a pair seems like one thing, it's singular. And if a pair seems like two separate things, it's plural. And now on to the meaty middle, and this is something I am very guilty of doing myself, and I'm so excited to give you the rundown. It's overusing the words so and very. A listener named Taryn wrote in asking if it's acceptable to write that she is so happy that she's going to the prom, using so with lots of little o's, which got me thinking not only about the word so, but also about the word very. Both words are often used as intensifiers, meaning they allow you to express that you are happier than just happy. In the formal writing world, both words are looked down upon, but so by itself is sometimes considered worse than very. When you're speaking, emphasizing the word so seems to add punch to a simple statement. I'm so happy. And this is why Taryn is tempted to write the word with so many O's. She's used to saying that she's so happy, which is fine in informal conversation. 
but style guides say it should be avoided in writing. There's even a strange discussion in Merriam-Webster's Dictionary of English Usage about whether using so for emphasis is a distinctly female failing, with the dictionary concluding that it's a universal error, even though other commentators link it specifically to women. On the other hand, when so is paired with the word that, it becomes more acceptable in writing. For example, even though it's considered bad form to write, I was so happy, it's okay to write, I was so happy that I jumped for joy. When you say you're so happy that you jumped for joy, so becomes an indefinite adverb of degree instead of a vague intensifier. In other words, so leads into a thought about how happy you were. How happy were you? So happy that you jumped for joy. The grammar mavens find it much more acceptable when so is linked to another clause in that way. Let's move on. Unlike with the word so, it's not considered an actual error to use the word very by itself for emphasis. Nevertheless, most style guides warn against overdoing it. Instead of saying, I was very hungry, they encourage you to search for a single, more creative adjective, something like, I was famished, or I was ravenous, replacing two simple words, such as very hungry, with one more descriptive word, such as ravenous, makes your writing tighter and usually more interesting, too. Longtime listeners may remember that the issue of very as an intensifier came up when I talked about modifying absolutes. Most people believe that very is out of place and not the best choice in phrases such as very unique and very dead, where it modifies something that doesn't have degrees. You're either dead or you're not. Very dead isn't more dead than just plain old dead. Still, very shouldn't be banished from the language. Merriam-Webster's Dictionary of English Usage notes that E.B. White used the repetition of very to excellent effect in a letter, writing, quote, It was a day of very white clouds, very blue skies, and very dark green spruces, unquote. White is the co-author of the famous style guide known as Strunken White, informally titled The Elements of Style. And I agree that the effect would be lost if White had written, it was a day of snowy clouds, oceanic skies, and evergreen spruces. In addition, the Chicago Manual of Style doesn't shy away from phrases such as very long titles, very wide tables, very small numbers, and so on. And it would seem silly if they instead talked about something more creative, like lengthy titles, expansive tables, and itty-bitty numbers. Very long, very wide, and very small get the point across more clearly. Finally, I shouldn't have to tell you this, but just to be safe, very is spelled V-E-R-Y. Very with an A is a verb that means to differ or change. So that was your meaty middle. Don't use the word so by itself as an intensifier in formal writing. And be careful when you use the word very. It's usually better to use a stronger adjective to describe something than to throw a so or a very in front of a weak adjective. You can use very as an intensifier when it creates a nice effect or is the clearest choice. But make sure you aren't dropping it in just because you're being lazy. Do summer projects your way with Memorial Day Savings from The Home Depot. 
With free delivery on over 2 million items, you can make the most of summer grilling and dig into gardening. Plus, get same-day delivery on thousands of products like power tools and storage to tackle any last-minute garage project. Summer your way with Memorial Day savings from The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela, you put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor, because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. Medela, the mark of the fight. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Earning your degree online doesn't mean you have to go about it alone. At Capella University, we're here to support you when you're ready. From enrollment counselors who get to know you and your goals, to academic coaches who can help you form a plan to stay on track. We care about your success and are dedicated to helping you pursue your goals. Going back to school is a big step, but having support at every step of your academic journey can make a big difference. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Before we get to the tidbit about an even keel, I want to remind you that I have books, grammar books. And one in particular I think makes an excellent gift for the language lover in your life. It's the Grammar Devotional. It's like a tip-a-day calendar, but in book form. So there are 365 little language tidbits and puzzles that your language-loving friend can enjoy all year long. That's the Grammar Devotional. And now on to even keeled. If you're on an even keel, you're stable and balanced. You're functioning normally, and that's not such an easy trick during the holidays. But what's a keel, and why should it be even? Like so many English idioms, this phrase comes from the language of sailors. A keel is a long timber that runs along the bottom of a boat. It stretches from the stem, the boat's front, all the way to the stern, the back. The keel is sometimes called the spine of a boat. Wooden ribs curve up around it, and wooden planks nailed onto them form the boat's hull, or sides. Once you know what a keel is, you can imagine why you'd want it to stay even. Heavy winds and rough water can tilt a boat sideways, putting it on an uneven keel. Nathan Philbrick writes about this in his book, In the Heart of the Sea. When a ship is heeled over, that is, tilted over, by 45 degrees or more, her hull might be compared to a fat man on the short end of a lopsided seesaw. No matter how much he weighs, if the end of the seesaw on the other side of the pivot is long enough, it becomes a lever that will eventually lift him up into the air as the distant tip of the seesaw settles softly to the ground. And when the hull of a boat lifts far enough into the air, it capsizes. If we're pressed sideways with too much stress, we can fall over, fall apart. To combat this, we try for balance. We try to stay on an even keel. So that's your tidbit for today. On an even keel means stable and balanced and functioning normally. That segment was written by Samantha Enslin, who helps me stay on an even keel and runs Dragonfly Editorial. You can find her at dragonflyeditorial.com and on Twitter as dragonflyedit. And I'm Mignon Fogarty, better known as Grammar Girl. You can find transcripts of each segment of this podcast and all the other podcasts at quickanddirtytips.com. We've actually lost count, but I know it's more than 600 Grammar Girl articles. 
And that's all. Thanks for listening. Do summer projects your way with Memorial Day savings from The Home Depot. With free delivery on over 2 million items, you can make the most of summer grilling and dig into gardening. Plus, get same-day delivery on thousands of products like power tools and storage to tackle any last-minute garage project. Summer your way with Memorial Day savings from The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. Imagine earning a degree that prepares you with real skills for the real world. Capella University's programs teach skills relevant to your career so you can apply what you learn right away. Learn how Capella can make a difference in your life at capella.edu.